0: what's up everybody welcome back to the hogline podcast you were listening to episode 35 of the hogline podcast uh i am back after my one episode uh suspension not suspension i wasn't <laughs> yeah. suspended i didn't do anything wrong jack is also here
1: how's it going everyone
0: uh yeah and uh, ryan jeffrey making his hogline podcast debut
1: how's it going happy to be here
0: Uh, 35 episodes and 10 months in, he has finally made it on the podcast.
1: Finally got the invite. (laughs) I was checking my phone every day for it. One day finally got that text. Couldn't be happier. Nice.
0: Yeah. So we got a mix of topics here to get into today. We're going to talk about some NBA playoffs, get into the four series that are left. Um, and you know, the major storylines and whatnot going on there. And then after that, we're going to talk about some NFL stuff um we're going to talk about some fantasy sleepers and never too early to start preparing for the fantasy season um there is no off season in my book for fantasy so it's true you know we're going to talk about some sleepers there and uh we're each going to give a team after that we're going to each give a team that we think is going to regress and take a step forward jack is uh gone rogue <laughs> i don't know where he's going uh, he's coming back got to get his laptop because i don't want to look up something and then the recording gets on that stuff so yeah i
1: don't think that's ever happened though yeah i don't know. <laughs> we are we're experiencing
0: so some unprecedented te- technical difficulties but we're just all-star podcasters and we're just powering through <laughs> so
2: I, I think joey my laptop's dead joey hold on <laughs> <laughs> right. battery on my laptop anyway all right. all right anyway let's let's, let's just get to the, go to the content here
0: yes to circle back we're going to start off with the nba playoffs the first series we're going to talk about is the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Warriors are up 2-1. They went up 2-0. To, they took both games in Golden State, and then Houston won the first game back in Houston. Uh, James Harden, 41 points and 9 boards in Game 3. Jack, before Game 3, posted an article about James Harden, kind of insulting his manhood. Yeah. Uh, and... i read a word some some random nba account <laughs> i don't remember what the name was but they said you're going to something uh, something along the lines of you're going to be eating those words when harden drops 40 and takes dub tonight and that's exactly what happened wow yeah. so
2: Isn't it, it was like hoops army official or something something like
0: that hoops army official if you're listening to this uh congrats jack <laughs> is sorry no jack's not sorry <laughs> but Probably i don't know i'm going to lose I don't know, man. Harden's I seemed okay, at forty-one and nine. Oh, okay, yeah. I think Harden. these
1: are the two best teams that are in the playoffs that remain. Nope. So no, no? you don't think so? Who do you no. think is better the than the Rockets? Huh?
0: Not the Rockets. No. Who,
1: who do you think is better than the Rockets?
0: I think the Sixers better than the Rockets. Really?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I think
0: I, the Bucks and the Celtics would both beat the Rockets.
1: I will say that I think the Rockets will put up somewhat of a fight. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go to seven games. Um. Ultimately, I just think the Warriors will win, but if, regardless of it, if the Rockets win or the Warriors win, next round, either against the Nuggets or the Trailblazers, I think that'll go to five games, and whichever, whichever team wins this series will win in five.
0: I think if it's the Warriors, it'll go to five, but if it's somehow Houston versus the other two teams, I think it could it's anyone's series. Yeah. What are you smelling over there, Jack? Uh, there's some weird substance on my laptop. I don't know. It's, Jack is really like, throwing me off. He's, like, really trying to get me off my game here. <laughs> Joey used my laptop last, so the, it's dead. And Joey, it's used some... your laptop, and it's sticky. Let's, yeah. let's connect the dots it here. Dead. And it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. Okay. Um, yeah, Harden's eye seemed okay. He had 41 His points. His eye was fine the whole th- I mean, you know, everyone who read my article knows how I feel about it. Yeah, to summarize, Jack really thinks that Harden exaggerated his eye injury.
1: Oh, well, I thought it was hilarious when I saw a post from Bleacher Report that said, this man can't see and it's still sinking threes. And it's like, well, no, he can see. His <laughs> eyes <is> just red. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I don't know what he did to make it so red. Like, he's probably scratched a lot. Yeah, he just he rubbed it the whole time.
2: That's why. I said it, yeah, because the, all the eye rubbing and the the amount of drops he claimed he put in mid-game, like, <laughs> Drought so it had reverse effect
0: with the amount he put. He probably just like poured water in his <laughs> eyes. Yeah, whatever it was, he's okay. Yeah. Um the, the dude's fine. Kevin Durant has been going off lately. Yeah. He had MVP he, of the postseason Yeah, so he forward. is looking 40, like the best
1: player in the league, hands down.
0: He had like forty six, I think, in game three. In the forties. He had a forty point game in the game three, even though they lost. But yeah, he's been going off at least I mean, pretty much the whole entire playoffs. Yeah. So kind of on his way to another finals MVP. I mean, it's not very a shock. It's not a very shocking thing to say, but if they win it, again, at all.
1: which
2: they probably will.
0: Yeah. So, we'll see, I mean, it's going to be interesting, very interesting off-season. I feel like we would say about every off-season, but this one in particular, I feel like cuz the Warriors could potentially disband, but they might not, honestly. They might all just stay. Can they afford to keep them all?
2: I don't I don't know for sure, but I don't think so. I really
0: think there's always ways around the salary crap. Probably. I say crap. <laughs> salary <laughs> cap. Um, but yeah, that'll be an interesting situation to monitor. Oh, quick
2: thing. We're going to count down from three. We're going to give no explanation out. after. We're just going to say where Kevin is going to be Brown's next year. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, two, one. Warriors. I said Knicks. I said Knicks. I I said Knicks. Knicks. Mitchell said Warriors. Interesting. interesting. Yeah.
0: Don't explain. All right. Next. No yeah. questions asked. Next series. The Philadelphia 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors. It is tied at 2 apiece. The war, uh not the Warriors, the Raptors took game 4 and ended uh, this afternoon. Yep. Kawhi did really well, had 39 points. Mhm. Um this is a, it's going to be a tough one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was really sad seeing my team go down today. Uh, locked up almost the entire game. Uh, I think we were down two after the first quarter, down two at halftime, tied after the third quarter, and then we just couldn't couldn't keep up with them by the end of the night. Um, it was unfortunate, but I think we'll bounce back. It's gonna be tough bouncing back um in Toronto, but we've just looked like the better team this series, and I think ultimately we'll win it.
0: Yeah, rough game for Joel Embiid. He had eleven points, shot I think he was two for seven two for seven. Two for seven. Not very um, good.
1: But he he did claim that he was pretty sick and he had been throwing up yeah, the whole night, and barely got any sleep.
2: IVs in and at six. Yeah, hour. yeah.
1: So I, I mean, know. I don't think <laughs> it's a coincidence that his two worst games of all of playoffs, he was sick for both of them.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I I've been saying I think it's just pretty obvious that the team kind of go comes and goes with his health. If he's like. 75, 80%, they're going to play really well. If he's less than that, it's kind of questionable. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I think that's true. But at the same time, I think Jimmy Butler has been the leader of this whole playoff series, both last playoff series and this.
0: Yeah, what was, the, what was that game that he went, did really well, game two?
1: um, Of this series? Yeah, this series. Yes. Game two, right?
0: Yeah, what did he have, two. 40, something like that? I think mid-30s. This is a game
2: where Brett Brown called him James Butler. Well, game. no,
1: game one, uh, game two, he had 43, uh, no, sorry, 30 points. Yeah, that was the game. Nine for 22, four for 10 from three, 10 rebounds, five assists.
0: Can you guys check Ben Simmons' stat line, this, the game four, the game that just happened? Because Joey he had eight, eight points. points. Yeah, Joey was really mad at Ben this game. So
1: Yeah, 10 points, five for 10. No threes, obviously. Five <laughs> boards, four assists, two steals, one block.
2: I mean, not great. Joey not, not hard. Joey in a rage after the game text he needs to get out of Philly. Like, shut mm, up Joey. I wouldn't say that. No, I, I, I would say Joe and are gonna be the of the franchise. I would like to
1: see the two of them and Butler, um, stay with the with the Sixers for the next three plus years. Yeah,
2: honestly, I didn't, I didn't think, think they could, could like throughout, throughout the, the season. season. I guess when the trades happened, I didn't think they'd be able to keep Tobias and Butler. I don't know if they will. Still don't know if they'll be able to. And, like, I've been saying they should keep Tobias because I think he he fits better with um, Simmons and Embiid. But, I mean, this postseason, Butler's really shown that I think they should re-sign him. And Tobias has really been pretty underwhelming this postseason.
1: Yeah. And it's also, it's not just how they've been playing, but it's the, it's the leadership, too. Jimmy Butler That's has really true. taken charge of this young team, and he's sort of guided them. And he even like was encouraging Embiid to shoot more and was disappointed when he didn't in Game 4. And uh, Tobias, for the most part, has just been silent.
2: Yeah. Their most important off-season signing is Bobon.
0: <laughs> Mike Scott
1: also. I like Mike Scott is well. playing very well. Bo-1's and Dennis. great.
0: I've said I think Mike Scott's really scary-looking.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. I would not want to see him in the streets
0: of Philly. I know. I, uh, I'd i be quite scared, <laughs> quite frightened. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Probably could go seven games. I mean, I, who knows? I don't think a team will win the next two, like, back-to-back here. So yeah, probably looking at seven. Uh, yeah. So we'll move on. The next series we have to talk about is the Denver Nuggets versus the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, also, this one is tied at two apiece. And the most notable game was the game three. that went four overtimes. Wow. Uh, that was the first four-overtime game uh, since 1953, I think they said. So, oh, postseason game? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it's been 60 years around that <laughs> So since the last one. Uh, Jokic had a triple-double. CJ McCollum really shy in this game. He had 41. He had, I think he only had 23 going into the overtime period. So in the four – I mean, I, the four overtime periods was a – like a quarter and a two thirds in like real time is twenty yeah. minutes of game, but he had nineteen points in the overtime period. Or eighteen. Yeah, okay. he had C.J. Tw- uh, C D McCollum. Uh yeah. He had twenty three going into the overtimes yeah. and then he finished with forty one. So he did really well, hit very big shots. Lillard finished with twenty eight six uh boards and eight assists, and Roddy Hood hit that big three, kind of the dagger. Yeah. Um uh, but that was a really good game. And
2: Jodi's played play 65, 65
0: minutes. Yeah, I was about
1: <laughs> to say that. That's uh, pretty crazy. Eight. Out of what possible 60? 60, 60, uh, 60, 68. 68,
2: yeah.
1: All but three minutes. three
2: minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, for, not <laughs> to cut you off, but like a, for a guy, guy of his, his size
0: to go 65, 65 minutes, like, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine how he felt all after all that for a loss. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and the, that's the other thing. They played that game at um ten thirty, Eastern Time on Friday night. No, yeah, but nugget, yeah, Friday night.
2: Nuggets aren't used to Eastern time anyway. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like 10.30 uh,
0: Eastern time, that's when it started here on Friday night. And then their game today was 5 o'clock Eastern time. So they, they had to play a game in less than 48 hours, which usually the NBA spread is, does a very good job of spreading out the play, playoff schedule and whatnot. But yeah, after that of, four overtime yeah, game. Yeah, I don't come think come
1: they were out. anticipating a four overtime game. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: But then, like, but I mean, the the Nuggets ended up winning, which we'll talk about now in Game Four. True. Yeah. Um, so they tied it up at two apiece. Great win on the road. Uh, Portland's one of the tougher atmospheres to play in, so that was a crucial game. It, game Four is always such an important game. Yeah. I mean, whether obviously if you're down 3-0 in a series, it's obviously really important because you're fighting for your uh, your season. But if it's the difference between like three one and two two is just everything. Mm-hmm. You know, teams just don't come back from three one, especially in the NBA. Uh,
1: actually, yeah, the stat is that ninety six percent of teams that are up three one in the series end up winning.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. why that's why everyone made such a big deal about the Warriors blowing it in the championship. But yeah, so getting this win and it was a close one. It came down to the wire. Uh, these I feel like these two teams are just so evenly matched. So I really just don't know who's gonna win this one. That's what, what makes it one of the more exciting uh, matchups? Uh, yeah, and Lillard's just one of my favorite players to watch. So he's always is great. So I mean, I, I hope not that the Nuggets aren't a, a good team, fun team to watch, but just something about Lillard is, uh, you know, people he's a fan favorite. I'd say. Um, yeah. So the last series we're going to talk about is the Celtics and the Bucks. The Bucks are up two to one in the series. Um, game 3 was kind of disappointing from my perspective. I was really hoping the Celtics would bounce back after the loss, um, especially with the home court advantage. Um, but Giannis was just too much to handle. He had 32 points, 13 rebounds, and 8 assists in the contest. Um, the Celtics scored. I think they had at least 5 in double figures, at least 4 or 5 in double figures. Tatum played really well. Kyrie played really well. But uh, the defense just wasn't the same as it has been in the previous Six playoff games, they'd say. So, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one?
2: Um, particular. Well, I guess throughout the whole series, um, Chris Middleton played pretty well.
0: Game two, um, especially.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he, yeah, because he had. That's when he went. I think he seven for seven ten, ten. Yeah, from three, he he put up thirty or close to it. Um. But anyway, but yeah, th- this uh, game three. Right? Yeah, game three he had 20. I don't know what game his stats in game one, but I mean, from what I've watched, he impressed me just looking at just watching him play.
0: Yeah, the Celtics played the Bucs last year in the playoffs. Obviously, it was a lot different because the Bucks were a seven seed, and now they're the one, and they have the best record in the NBA. True, yeah. But even back then, like Chris Middleton, um, I mean, obviously, I obviously knew who he was and familiar with his game, but I was really like I. Like, cause like, I mean, I've watched like every Celtics playoff game. So you, I really got to analyze like what he was about. He just makes really big shots. And I was, he impressed me a lot last postseason. So um it's no surprise that he's showing up now. Um And I feel like, I don't know. A lot of analysts always like say, they always kind of like say, Oh, if Chris Middleton's your second best player. You're not going to go anywhere, but I don't know. Like he's good. I, and know. I mean,
2: the <laughs> best record
0: in the NBA, yeah. not go anywhere. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Guys like Colin Coward always said that like Chris Middleton's not like can't be your second star or whatnot. And I, I don't know. I don't know if the Bucks are gonna like do any more damage, but I don't know. He's a really nice player. And when you have like a top three player as your best player, I think you you can go far. So Shout to my, my guy, guy God, Pat
2: Connors in game three, 14 points. <laughs> go Irish.
0: Yeah, he can knock down the three. He's a good he's a he always, good shooter. Yeah, always has been. Yeah, that was a special time. Yeah. Yeah. They almost took down, what was it, Carl Anthony Towns' Kentucky team?
2: No, UNC in
0: the Elite Eight. But wasn't Connaughton on the team that almost took down the really good Kentucky team, too? What year? The year that, yeah you, know, you remember the year with Carl Anthony Towns where they went undefeated in the regular season?
2: I think that was the year before.
0: But he must have been on the team still. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Who was the UNC? That was Marcus Page, right? We're just throw, we're, 2015. we're diving back into March Madness here. Darian Grant was
2: our leader <laughs> that year. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jack's always partial to the Notre Dame basketball players. They like, had Ponzi Colson too. Yo, yeah, Literally, when when Bonzi Colson made his oh, first yeah. career <laughs> start, like it was when the at the end of the regular season when the Bucks like already clinched everything and like they were re- they were like wrestling every starter and they put like all their reserves in. Bonzi Colson made his first career start. Jack put up like five stories in the he hotline. Went off. He had like oh, he, he had fit.
2: I'm not. Okay, I think you know, he, he shot had, like thirty percent. He had fifteen. He had like fifteen points and seventeen boards. Yeah, okay, he's a six five, five but board.
0: Jack literally like put up like six stories about his, like Bonzi Colson. Like no one probably knows who he is besides you and me. But yeah, no. Shout out to Bonzi for listening. When and Pat Carlton. Last year, didn't get drafted. oh, he didn't get drafted. But he's not, like he got signed. Yeah, yeah, he not signed drafted. by the Cavs
2: and then was on their G League team and then that didn't work out and then signed with the Bucks. Gotcha. And yeah. Going to be an All Star next year.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sixth man of the year coming off for the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Could happen. All right. So that's going to wrap up our NBA talk. We're going to transition to the NFL. Real
1: quick. All right. We'll do this again. On the count of three, with no explanation, you say which team you think is coming out of the East.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I mean, everyone knows my answer, but.
1: Unbiased. Try to be unbiased. I'm telling you, I'm just, it's right.
0: unbiased. All right. Ready? Three. One, uh, three. <laughs> three. Three. Two. two one. Boston. One. Boston.
1: You said All Bucks? Right. They both said Celtics. Celtics. I said Bucks. Hey, I'll tell you why.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. You man. have 15 seconds. No, no, no I'm not kidding. Okay, no. that's,
2: that's, that's the rules. We couldn't explain. Yeah. All right, let's move let's on.
0: Let's go on the NFL. All right, the National Football League. We're going to talk about some sleepers for fantasy. We're uh, oh, oh, each going to give you she, one guy at the four main positions quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Um,. We'll go with Ryan first. You can start off with the quarterback. Who do you have and why?
1: Yeah, so my quarterback is Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. Uh, In 13 games last year as a rookie, he put up uh, almost 2,900 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. Might not sound great, but compared to Wentz's rookie season, 16 games, 3,700 yards, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, not all that different. So he definitely has room for growth. He can definitely uh, do better than he did his rookie year, just getting familiar with the league. He also now has Le'Veon Bell, who's really going to open up the field for him. Not only can he open up the field for him because people have to respect his running game, they also have to respect his receiving game. So he's another guy he can throw to. He's going to have a lot of weapons. I really think Chris Herndon is going to progress, and I'll talk more about him later. Spoiler. But he he was a rookie last year, and I think he's going to have a much larger role in this offense going forward.
0: Also, Sam Darnold, I believe, had the best passer rating in the last month of the season. Did he? Yes. There you go. Something of that nature. So, I don't know if it was. Um, I don't yeah, know if it was yeah, the yeah. best or like top three, but it was definitely really up there. Because I remember that game against the Packers. It was like week sixteen, I think, or fifth. He played really well in that game. I don't remember exactly, but he played really well down the stretch. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and you go. Um. He's a guy that I'm sure will be drafted in the late rounds maybe as a backup quarterback. So if you can snag him around like 13 through 15 quarterback drafted and then like the 11th or 12th round, I think that's great value for him because he can definitely be a quarterback one this year.
2: I agree with everything. Um, I just, I don't trust the weapons he has that much.
0: At wide receiver, I guess. Yeah,
2: Herndon's Herndon's a a very uh, substantial tight end, but they didn't draft him. They, actually, they did sign uh, Crowder. James didn't Crowder, they? yeah, so who I'd, hasn't
1: done much. Ah, he's he's been on and off. He had a good uh, yeah. 2017 season. 2018, just, a young not quarterback. Really
2: um, with weapons not great, doesn't bode well. Like immediate, like it doesn't jump off the charts for me. Like when I'm looking for a fancy quarterback, but. I, I, but we, he progressed like a lot late in the season, and adding Le'Veon Bell is gonna be huge for him. So mm-hmm. they're gonna take the pressure off him, and they're gonna have the defense is gonna focus on the run game. And plus, dump off to Le'Veon Bell. He's a great receiving back, so we will get yards and touchdowns throughout that too.
0: Yep. Jack, go ahead. Who's your quarterback?
2: I'm um, coming in hot. <laughs> My sleeper quarterback is Big Ben. <laughs> I mean, that's he okay. led the league
0: passing yards. So I don't know how much of a sleeper that is. Well, a sleeper,
2: I. Fantasy Prince had him as a quarterback 13. I think he can do even better than that. Going into next season? That's too low. Okay. That is too low. low. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Big Ben has shown that throughout his career, there's nothing, like, I feel like he's pretty unpredictable. Like, just throughout his whole career. He does nothing conventional. Like, his play style, and I think it's statistically as well. I think next year, I mean, what everyone's saying, particularly Colin Coward, is that how much pressure the Steelers are have this year, and I think that uh, like a winner like Ben, a future Hall of Fame quarterback like Ben is going to live up to that, and he's going to really, I mean, it, it sounds like lame to say like he's going to really like try hard this year. He's going to be <laughs> like really on his game this year. I think he's going to limit his mistakes. He's really like I think this off season was. Like one of the craziest off seasons, definitely the craziest off season for Big Ben and the Steelers in recent mm, years. Big
0: Ben, that's a pretty crazy off season <laughs> so personnel
2: wise on the team. We'll say we'll go with that.
0: Yeah, no, I guess he the to say it in another way, like an extra set, an extra source of motivation to say yes. that, um, hey, I made a B, not the other way around.
2: Right, and I think, obviously, our O line is still a fantastic O line. He's gonna be protected. He's shown that he can shake off pressures. Uh, Juju's only gonna get better. Kyle's only gonna get better, and I trust our coaching staff to develop our receivers. have always done with. I mean, the guy we just drafted, Deontay Johnson, uh, James Washington. He could. He could still. I mean, he had a very disappointing rookie season, but Antonio Brown, like all all our all our receivers in the past, have had disappointing rookie seasons. Brought in Moncrief, so like, we ha- he has substantial weapons to do it. And I think he will. But what do you guys think?
1: Um, you know, I think he's, his production is going to be reliant on whether Washington and um, Deontay Johnson progress. True. Because um, if they can't, what, they have Vance McDonald as a tight end. Yeah. He's been okay, not great. They have Juju, who's really good, but he's going to be double covered until one of these other wide receivers can prove that um, they warrant wide not cornerback two coverage. True. So uh, I think I think it's gonna be reliant on them how well he does. But if one of them is able to progress and have a really good season, then I think Big Ben is in store for a quarterback one season.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one of those receivers and Moncrief could step up. Another. I mean, we're going into wide receiver sleeper soon. But like just watching the Steelers play, obviously every week, and so watching them so closely, I feel like Ryan Switzer could have a good year. I don't know, if Mitchell. Can <laughs> Mitchell, you, if you want to back me up or if you disagree, but. We we used him more than I thought last year. And I feel like, just like schematically, we, we have him go across the middle a lot and a lot of dump offs. And I feel like that's going to increase even more now that obviously Brown is gone. I feel like he could be used more than people are suspecting. And like with all these fresh faces, I guess, yeah, because Moncrief and Johnson, James Washington and him arrived at the same time. But I feel like he was, he was used most. Adam, in the offense, out of the other wide receivers that have, done on the team now, I don't know if that made sense. Last year, not he really. Was, I kind of lost you for last a year. He now, was but, used more in the offense than any other receiver besides Juju. Adam Who's on, on the team now? Who's on yeah. the team now? Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he's used more than Lodgson. Obviously more than Johnson. Obviously more than Moncrie because they're new. Obviously more than Eli Rogers. Yeah.
1: Not playing. He's just really. <laughs> he's
0: just really small. And I don't know how much more of a role he can handle. Big as Wes Walker. I guess, but, like, I feel like Wes Walker is, like, I mean, we're just going off on a tangent here, but I feel like he's a little bit thicker than Ryan Switzer. Ryan Switzer is yeah. so frail, I feel like. I feel like he's going to get hurt out there. I feel like his mom. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to say my quarterback is uh, Carson Wentz. Um, obviously, before his injury-riddled, don't you know, end of, end to 2017 and then throughout last season with a back issue before prior to that is what I'm saying that he was kind of on an mVP level obviously um could have won the award but now i mean he in theory should be healthy right hopefully yeah um and they just really bolstered his weapons like they spent us two second round picks on two guys that could potentially help him not only this season, but for years to come. True. Miles Sanders and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've got a really solid assortment of weapons for him to throw to. He's got Miles Sanders. Um, if Corey Clement can do health-preventing, you know could play a good role. Uh, I know Jordan Howard's not really a pass catcher, but he's got his own role carved out in that offense. Alshon, Arcega-Whiteside, Ertz even Dallas Carter uh, can get in there so just Deshaun I'll, Jackson Deshaun Jackson, Jackson Nelson Aguilar just a lot of options a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things and if he's healthy which that is a caveat you could say for any player if they're health permitting but for him but particularly him because he's
2: yeah he's has yeah, got a injury
0: yeah um, he's gonna be probably right at his MVP level I don't see why he wouldn't be yep. so and I feel like a lot of people are still down on him because of the injury and honestly like he didn't he wasn't if you drafted him last year, I feel like you were expecting, like, okay, maybe he'd do a little bit better. But he wasn't god-awful. Like, he would – I don't know. He put up decent – I think he had mm-hmm. – off the top of my head, I think he had 21 touchdowns and seven picks. That's not that bad.
1: Uh, that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, so. games?
2: was before you. 12,
0: 13. I'm going to say 11 or 12. It's not that yeah. bad. Yeah. If you, you know, expand that out to a 16-game pace. So I feel like again. people are down on him, and I would definitely take – I I would take somebody else too. If I'm drafting someone, I'm going to take two quarterbacks. If I'm taking If you're him, getting Wentz. Yeah, i take Wentz and another guy. Sure, yeah, That's later. Uh, but I really think, um, yeah, health permitting, he's going to be great. Right up there with his MVP season.
1: Yeah, so uh, I just looked it up. It was 21 touchdowns, 7 interceptions in 11 games. Wow, I'm so sorry. Pretty impressive. Um, Obviously, I'm biased here, but I think – the Eagles team in general that we're going to see this year is going to be much closer to the 2016 Eagles than the 2017 Eagles. Or sorry, yeah. sorry, the 2017 than the 2018. They're championship um, team. So. Yeah, <laughs> correct, yeah. Okay. So um, they, they still have a dominant O-line that will be able to protect them. They had a lot of injuries last year, both on the O-line and defensively. We were putting in guys off the streets at cornerback and starting them for a couple games, guys that had never played a real NFL snap before. Um, Now that we have those guys back, hopefully we can uh, stay healthy. Our defense will be able to get the job done, give us more opportunities on offense, and like you said, we have so many weapons on offense. I think we'll be able to to cruise by some of the weaker teams and put up 30-plus points like we were. And our uh, Super Bowl champion or Super Bowl run.
2: What's their quarterback situation looking like now? Because I know watching the postseason last year, like Avante Maddox was just getting burnt out the wazoo. I mean, I, I Maddox, I love Maddox. I get he went to pit, but like he he really didn't look good at all. And I mean, so was, like Darby, like who who? What's going on there?
1: Yeah. So we uh, let me let me look it up real quick. Okay. 'Cause I know we did make some moves. Oh, and the depth chart's not out. <laughs> but we um we still have Darby who uh, he's now entering his third year and he was out or uh, sorry, that was Sidney Jones. We still have Sydney Jones yeah. who is entering his third year. His first year he was out I think the entire season or almost the entire season. So he didn't really get to progress as much as we'd like, but hopefully in this third year he really uh breaks out. We have Rizzo Douglas. Um, do we still have Jalen Mills? We can get rid of him.
2: He's a safety, right?
1: Oh, oh, you're right.
2: Yeah. But he. I know, a, he's listed as cornerback, yeah. I think he. He, he looked, looked pretty really bad. bad. Um, I mean, Hulk, um, what was I going to say? Well, Kim, Kim claims he's the, the worst. Kim really doesn't like him
1: because he bites on every single double move. Yeah. So he always gets burned.
0: But, but when they're not doing double moves on him, he's actually, actually pretty
1: good. good. So, he's a borderline, borderline starter. I think he gets in the rotation every now and then.
2: Right like, now, yeah, they have no, LJ Fort <laughs> listed as starting, starting middle, middle linebacker. linebacker. Is, Is that, that going to hold up? up? He played, he played for he was in the Steelers. Steelers. Really, really wasn't that great. great.
1: Honestly, never heard of that name until you just
2: said it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they signed him late last year, I think I remember. But they got yeah, man, Nigel he Bradham. Him. He's solid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not to... Uh, we're gonna get back on track here. We yeah. we were talking about quarterbacks and now, we're talking <laughs> oh, about, yeah. now we're talking about about LJ <laughs> okay. Ford. So um, even, yeah, okay Ryan,
1: yeah. who is your running back? Alright, so <laughs> my sleeper running back for this season is Kenyon Drake yeah. from the Miami Dolphins. All right, last year Gacy absolutely hated Kenyon Drake for no reason. Gacy. He,
0: Why'd you call him Gacy? Isn't it, Gase? Isn't it okay,
1: Gase? Adam Gase <laughs> I don't you like a cute
0: nickname for him. Little Gasey. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, all right. And um, he still put up over 1,000 total yards, nine touchdowns, average four and a half yards per carry, and this is off of under 200 total carries. Um, they didn't. They now have a new head coach,
0: Brian like, Flores. Yeah, something like that. Right? Yeah, Patriots guy who hopefully new... doesn't yeah.
1: hate. Drake as much as Gase did. Uh, I think he showed it because they didn't sign or draft any serious running backs. Miles um, Gaskin. Yeah, I was the late, seven, though. Seventh round. Um, they still have Kalen Balazs, but he looked awful last year aside from one big run. I think he had like an 80-yard touchdown that really skewed his stats, but other than that, averaged 2.8 yards per carry, if you ignored that.
0: Uh, so... Uh... That's atrocious. That's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: it's pretty Doesn't bad. Doesn't Aaron have him in our league? Yeah, he does.
2: Aaron's got like the triple and handcuff. Ken in the, in the and Kenyon Drake. And he has Kenyon Drake, yeah. Loves those Dolphins. <laughs> and I think
1: he has Frank Gore, but Frank Gore's not yeah, there Yeah, Frank Gore's in the Bills, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, he had three Dolphins guys. Yeah.
2: He had the triple handcuff in Miami. <laughs> wow.
1: But either way, I think Kenyon Drake is the man there. I think he should get close to a um, full workload. I expect him to get around like 200 to 250 carries with no one else really contending for carries.
0: I like him. I just think, yeah, the opportunity hasn't been there. And now he should get his chance. So yeah. If he's ever going to break out, it will be right now.
2: I'm looking at their depth chart now. Uh, I don't know much about these O-line. The O-line, but, uh, oh, they got Larry Tunsil. Hm.
0: Yeah. Rest in peace. Could I mean, have been the number one pick. Not that yeah. one pick, but top five
2: pick. I don't know so. how he's been doing. These past couple years,
1: yeah, remember when that was just completely ignored? <laughs> yeah, it, it was never brought up again. I know, <laughs> yeah. for real. But that's all we remember him
0: by, too.
2: Right. I'll just, I'll, will forever remember that name. I don't know if he's been doing well these past couple years, but at least, hey, that's a name.
0: Yeah. But oh, no, well. I like Drake. Yeah. He's versatile. Um, he can catch passes too. And I, I like those Alabama running backs. Uh, they always turn out good talent. Josh so, Rose is gonna help him. Yeah, Josh Rose, is the man. We'll see. Yep. Jack, who do you have? Running back sleeper, uh, Damien Williams, for the Chiefs. The one that got away. I had him when my diet the team, and I dropped him. You <laughs> dropped him? I mean, he was buried on the Dolphins step chart <laughs> behind Jay Ajayi and Kenyon Drake. That's fair. Uh, Dude. But, um, I know, well, the hindsight's twenty twenty, but okay, it's just... yeah.
2: So Chiefs. Uh, well, first off, Damien Williams is listed on Fantasy Pros as the RB eighteen. I think he can be an RB one. Um, simply because he's in the Chiefs system and under Andy Reid. Uh, obviously, these past couple years, uh, schematically, like the, the running backs in Kansas City have been phenomenal. I mean, going back to Jamal Charles. I mean, the, Kareem Hunt, honestly, Kareem Hunt, sure, he's talented, but like he wasn't that highly, I was going to say touted. I don't know that's the word. Highly praised coming out of the draft. Uh, what was he, like a fourth or fifth round pick?
0: I think third. Oh, third. third.
2: Okay, but he wasn't supposed to be what he was. I mean, he only got the start opening night in 2017 because of injury.
0: Yeah, Spencer Ware toward right. his
2: MCL, towards, I, think. I don't Towards think everything, I don't know. Is he still, I think where is he at?
0: Spencer Ware? Is he still on the Chiefs?
2: I don't know. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Anyway, but uh, Dave Williams, in the five games that after Kareem Hunt uh, went bye-bye, uh, in the, in the five, five games, games that Dan Williams started, started he, so it was, it was three regular season and the two post season. Um, he, he averaged 21.84 pre- points, half PPR, which, which I, think I think he can keep he that up throughout a whole season, season. Uh, and, and put up similar some hunt numbers. numbers. So um, I, I guess that's, that's all, all I, I have, have to, this, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say. I mean, I, Hill, Hill might, might be, be gone, gone, so, I mean, it's no, it's not like he's going to get like Oh, that's right. They didn't uh, address running backs really in the draft. They didn't draft a running back, I don't believe. And then yeah, in free they, agency, I
1: think they picked one up in free agency.
2: They got Carlos Hyde, but I mean they didn't pay. It. I think they he's under a one year thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, didn't pay him that much, so I I feel like, uh, yeah. David so Harris.
1: yeah, they they did sign an undrafted free agent after the draft. Okay. Um, but I. I actually am a little afraid of Hyde if I were to own Damian Williams because, you know, his numbers weren't great last year. Who, Hyde? Hyde, but he was still productive. He averaged, I want to say it was like 3.6 yards per carry. Not very good, but he's he's still a decent running back in the league, and he's had good seasons prior to last season, so I think he's not just some guy that should be expected to have three to five carries per game. I think he's a legitimate threat to cut into Damian Williams' share um, of that backfield. So I really think he could be getting eight to ten games, especially if he's playing well. And if Damian Williams struggles, which... He's, he wasn't very highly drafted. He wasn't expected to be very good until he broke out last season. I think he was
2: a six-round pick.
1: Yeah, I think he can definitely regress. So I'm a little worried about him. I'm not sure I'm going to be targeting him as high as his ADP will be.
2: Yeah, I'll give you that. The, my main reason, and I, I, I'm going to take opportunity over like, like raw talent itself, Often, well, I just think opportunity in the Chiefs to back. back. I mean, you yeah, because Hyde is taking it's some carries, just like a Chief running, running back. back. Regardless, because Damian Williams is not like a big, big name that people are gonna, gonna like, fancy like, gonna you know, rush the draft boards to, to get. But I, I just feel like, like you, can't, you can't overlook a Chief running back.
0: Okay, that's fair. My guy at running back is gonna be biased, but Derrick Henry. I am a Derrick Henry dynasty owner, and I'm proud. 30 career receptions and <laughs> <in> three years. <laughs> um, but Derrick Henry, I know they say this every single year, but they said it again. They're going to build the team around him.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Right. He had, I think, for the first time in his career, over four yards of carry last year. So that's improving. Yeah,
1: from one game.
0: He had a thousand <laughs> yards and he had doubles as a double the touchdowns. I know it all came in one game. He had 296 yards and four touchdowns in that game. <laughs> if I benched, if I started him, I would have been in the finals. But you know, you could play that like game didn't. all day. But this is Derrick Henry's year. He's gonna get those stats, expand upon those stats, catch a few more balls, and do that on a more consistent, spread out basis, and not. Do it all in one game, over over a spread uh, stretch of a few games. But this is his year.
1: I just absolutely hate his style of running. He can't cut. The dude just like yeah, his just cutting huge. is just going in like curves, like back and forth curves. Yeah, it's like he what, can't do like a like one. He's cut. rounding first base in baseball, <laughs> he's gotta you know take that wide. Uh... And and honestly, he's I wouldn't even call him a power back. He tries to be a power back, and he should be because of his size, but he really can't truck through defenders. Just wait. <laughs> so <laughs> wait. If, if he's not either, like, what is he? He doesn't have speed, doesn't have power, can't cut. He doesn't he, have
0: power. You'll see. He ends up producing. Oh, so you know what he's gonna get? 28 carries a game. They're gonna run to the yeah, ground until yeah, they can't he can't run anymore. Yeah, he's, He right, has opportunities, but
2: yeah. so you said that they quote are building the offense around him. Because um,
0: Mariota, Mariota can't feel his hands, so he's not gonna be able to throw the ball.
2: True. I mean they. I, they did a. draft, in my opinion, the most talented wide receiver in this draft, AJ Brown. Um, I, think I think he could, could be a future in the future focal point playing this offense. I mean, However, in the run, running game, going into last season, I thought there'd be more of a split between him and Deion Lewis. But Deion Lewis really hasn't done much at all, so I'll give him that that he has a, a larger share of the backfield than I anticipated when they brought those two together. So
0: it's all his. Yeah. He's, whether he, its he, Ryan he Tannehill, got the carry. yeah he's, he's going to get touches for whether sure. it's Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota, they're going to be handing the ball off to Derrick Henry that's just
2: that whole thing that, that, that situation just
0: screams mediocrity <laughs> <laughs> you'll the see <laughs> <laughs> everything about it <laughs> yeah uh, Ryan, who is your wide receiver yeah
1: so I'd say out of all of the four players I'm listing as sleepers this one is the one I have the most confidence in that will uh, lead uh, Live up to those expectations. And it's Kiki Kuti, Kuti, Houston Texans Texans wide receiver. So last season he was a rookie and he only played six games. That was mainly due to a lingering hamstring um, injury that he had. Uh, Uh, And I think it also affected him during those games. But despite that, he averaged nearly seven yards or seven seven targets per game.
0: game. He had
1: three games of six that were over 50 50 yards receiving. and And Every, Every time, time I watch it, him, it seems like they're, like they're always trying, trying to get him involved, involved in the game plan. plan. He, he, will he will do, do those up, uh, what is it? Those, those quick, quick slants where they just shovel pass it, pass it to him. him. Um, um, they'll they'll, they'll feed, feed it to him uh, on the sideline. Side he, he can go deep. He can do like a short intermediate route. He just looks really good when I watch him, and I think he's going to be really important in this offense. They got rid of Demarius Thomas. Will Fuller, Will Fuller cannot stay healthy, and I think he's more talented than Will Fuller. I think, think he's going to be the wide receiver two on that offense, offense, and I think he can be a wide receiver two, offense, wide receiver two in fantasy. And, and right, right now, you can probably can get him, probably to guess, ninth, tenth, tenth round.
0: I think even later.
1: Even later, and I, I think, think he could easily put up wide receiver two, two numbers.
0: Yeah, yeah I, especially because Fuller tours ACL, I believe, in November or something, so who knows if he'll even be. One hundred percent for the beginning of the season, probably will be, but, but yeah. He, regardless, he can't. He's made of glass. He can't stay healthy. You can't trust him at all.
2: I think. I think well, going back, that, I think Fuller is, is more talented, more but he, he just can't stay healthy.
1: That's um, part of it, though.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I just I see Fuller as more of just a deep threat, and he's like inconsistent in terms of fantasy because he'll have. I remember the one season he had a really good season. He would have like four receptions. 60 yards and a touch and two touchdowns and it's like you can't rely on that
2: and plus he did that over only like six games I think that season because he was like hurt hurt for the rest of the time I don't know if I'm gonna call him a wide receiver two in fantasy yet I think I gotta see Deshaun Watson with like get have more time to throw the ball like to get him the ball like to call him wide receiver two like yeah I, I think we talked about their o- their o line before this uh before we started recording i like i don't know like how i didn't really look into how much they dressed in the draft they got they oh that's right in their two first segment we line talked about that I so i mean i guess i'll have to see, i I'd, I'd like to see how that works out with the Watson getting more time to get him the ball if that's the case then sure I'll, yeah that could happen that he could definitely be a sleeper in this draft
0: all right jack who's yours
2: uh, my wide receiver sleeper is Dee uh, Dee Westbrook. Well,
0: we're all saying guys from our
2: team. <laughs> um, he's wide receiver forty on Fantasy Pros, right where he should be. Why? Yeah, he's nothing special. Because
0: he's Dee Westbrook. He's on the
2: Jaguars. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna tell you why. So the Jaguars
0: <laughs> didn't get, didn't draft anyone for their pass game. You know what? They got Marquise Lee coming back. That's what you got to be worried about. I don't like
2: Marquise Lee. You're but, an idiot. So last year, uh, DD Westbrook, he led the team in targets by a landslide. The next, I think the next, behind, he had 101 targets. The guy behind him was. What?
0: No, nothing. Ryan just dropped the frisbee on the ground and made a weird <laughs> Oh, I thought you were laughing at it. No. I you saying. And your take is laughable, but that's not what we were laughing okay.
2: at. Okay. DD Westbrook had 101 targets. The guy behind him, I think, was Keelan Cole at like. 70, maybe even less, less. Um, but, but I think, I think the, the biggest. Big, well, well first off as a receiver, receiver he's on my dad's team we yep. all know that but as a receiver I think he can do he's like a I think he's a pretty good skill set as he can be a slot receiver or he is sneaky like he has a lot of speed and he can grab a deep ball which he did in college a lot with Baker in Oklahoma um,
0: did he didn't go to Oklahoma did he? yeah
2: he did um, yeah, yeah, he did. You're right. My bad. Uh, he. So, so, I think he's, he's a very, very talented, talented wide receiver, receiver but, but I think, I think the, the biggest big thing James is the quarterback. Bortles is gone, gone, and he's bringing Nick Foles. I, 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 I think, think, think Nick Foles is a really, like, I, I mean, mean, everyone I knows really. Nick Foles. I think, I think he's, he's a really a good quarterback. quarterback. Um, And, um, and I, I think, think that, that he's going to make a difference for D. J. Westbrook fantasy-wise this year.
1: I think he is nick Foles is very coach, coach dependent and, and i, I think, think that doug
0: marone's gonna get the best out of him
1: i think, I think, think that doug marone's gonna have to do some real work and play to he's gonna have to mold his offense around nick Foles, and may get weapons that fit his strengths
0: do you think marquise lee dd westbrook and josh oliver are enough to Honestly, I don't know
1: that much about those guys. Like, I don't know, are are any of those like big guys? Because Nick Foles really likes those deep threats that can just go up and win those balls.
0: Josh Oliver is a rookie tight end. They drafted in the third round. I thought Josh five.
1: Oliver was expected to um, be more of a blocker. Is he not?
0: I don't know. I mean, I mentioned him in my video, but he had decent college production. He had 750 yards and okay. four touchdowns. All right, senior year, so. I don't know, I, I think he's a decent I think he could be okay. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, but that being said, it's hard for rookie tight ends to produce year one.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyway, I don't know if I agree on D D Westbrook, but twelve hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. Okay, that makes sense. Uh Okay, twelve touchdowns. My guy is wide receiver Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. Um last year I was not too high on Calvin Ridley. Uh but I kind of underestimated that he, he he came out of college an older receiver. I, I think he's like – I think now he's like 25, 24.
1: That'd be 24. Yeah, he's old. I think he's 26. But regardless, what?
0: that no – way. No, he's not 26. He's 24. But he came out as an oh. older receiver, which is – I kind of underestimated. Um, Maybe that's why he had a really good season. He had 64 catches, 821 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Um. But I just think it's going to be a good year for the Falcons. I think he's solidified himself as a number two um, receiver on that team. And I just think Matt Ryan's going to have a good year. And I'm just pretty high on the Falcons in general. So I think Ridley's going to be really good, really good route runner. And I think he could have maybe around 10 touchdowns again, more yards. He hit 10
1: last year. 10 oh, yeah, because he had like yeah. six. He, first, had, like, two yeah. he had a couple like two or three touchdown games. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. A, little, a little skewed there, a little Derrick Henry-ish. But um, I think he could be, you know, get a little bit more yards and stay around the same touchdowns. I know that's kind of a lot to say, but I think he could do it. He's a great route runner and does it up there with the best. So
1: Yeah, I think he's definitely capable of doing that. Um, I don't know how it will be long-term. I don't know if he can ever be that wide receiver one like true wide receiver one. Um, I know that in the past, the Falcons have a history of the wide receiver two eventually taking over the wide receiver one role while the wide receiver one is, is older and usually uh, regresses a little, like with uh, Julio and Roddy White. I don't know if he's that guy. He might just stay um, like a wide receiver two on the Falcons for his whole career. So I don't know how, how much more he can progress, especially since he is already 24 years old. Yeah, from yeah, a dynasty, dynasty aspect, approach. sure. But right, I mean, at right. least yeah, year, next year
2: while he's still a wide receiver, too, I think, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah definitely a good sleeper.
0: Yeah. Alright, so this is where we kind of struggled, but we'll go tight ends. Oh, so. boy. So bad. Yeah, right. so this, this is, is another is guy from my
1: dynasty, dynasty team. team. All right, Chris Herndon. I think we're at
0: five in a row at this point. At Henry, <laughs> Kiki, Didi. uh No, Ridley's not on my team, but four of the past five have been on our own team. <laughs> there you
1: go. Alright. Chris Herndon. New York Jets tight end. This kind of pairs along with Sam Darnold being my sleeper quarterback I think their offense will definitely Improve with Le'Veon and Bell getting there Last season as a rookie He had 502 yards and 4 Touchdowns despite not it, not starting For the first half of the season um, He was The tight end 9 in points per game Over the last 10 weeks of the fantasy season So after week 6 um, Which was 9.8 points per game And I think Half point not 100% sure And he was also pro football focuses number 10, tight end 10 overall in his rookie year. And he had tight end, he was a tight end six based on receiving grade. So that's pretty impressive as a rookie. Um, Most rookies do not put up that kind of numbers. And I think that he had definitely has room to progress along with that offense. As the offense gets better, I think his targets will go up. And I think we'll see more um, opportunities in the red zone.
2: Yeah, so I agree.
1: Um, he, he, uh, he's currently, what? He was the tight end, like, 12, yeah, I want to say. Know. And he's probably going to be drafted around there this year. And yeah, well, I, I want to ask you, like, like, what do you think one.
2: like, what do you think he's going to be, top what?
1: All right, well, I'd say after the top six, it's kind of a wasteland. So he could easily be... Tight end eight or better next year. Oh yeah, I definitely
0: see that. Who you consider the top six out of? I mean, there's we got Kelsey, Kelsey Kurtz, Kittle, Kittle, Henry, Henry. OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, Ingram.
2: I guess, and I, I, I what think you, think mean, you could what, even what put it above Ingram. Like like I was other, gonna say yeah. where.
0: Definitely not Earth Kittle and Kelsey, but outside of that, those three—is it really any guarantee that any guy won't be up there in the top five? Oh, he could
1: absolutely be top four. Sure. We got Eric Ebron, Ebron too, and Ken Jared Cook and... again. I mean, but Kyle Rudolph was the, was the, wide, was, the wide, was the tight end seven last year. Yeah, he, Kyle Rudolph, last who year. was awful. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's why we had such a hard time picking these guys because they're all so bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> OJ Howard didn't play for the last five weeks of the season and was the tight end eleven. Yeah, he's a that's,
0: starter in twelve that's team sad. leagues.
1: That's sad. Yeah,
2: that's terrible.
0: Yeah, that's bad. Um, but yeah, Chris Herndon is certainly a good option. Jack, you spent two hours picking this guy, so who I, is I don't this? even think he's gonna like. He's barely asleep. Like, you better draft this guy in every league. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even gonna, okay. it? I'm who not gonna even it? call him a
2: sleeper. I'm just gonna label this as "Don't forget about him." Uh, Jack Doyle.
0: <laughs> I, he's on my team. Okay. I, I like it. Okay. Um,
2: Honestly, like the only thing, like case I can make, um, Ebron's first year with the Colts last year, it could possibly be like a fluke year. And the, I mean, Jack Doyle only played six games because of injury last season. Um, I mean, he went sixty yards, seven receptions. 20 yards, two receptions, 70 yards, six receptions, touchdown, 36-3, and 43-4, 16-4 and, four, four and a touchdown. I mean, I don't know. That's, like, decent tight end numbers. Just, like, I feel like at least I just forgot a lot about Jack Doyle. He's tight end 15. I know a lot of fans, not a lot. Some fantasy experts are, like, I remember on fantasy footballers, I think Jason said that, He thinks Jack Jack Doyle is going to be better better than Ebron this year, which which I mean, I I also read 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 elsewhere that that could be the case. Which, honestly, tight ends, they're so bad and can be unpredictable, you never know. So, honestly, that's just one I'm going to throw out there. Just don't forget about Jack Doyle.
0: (laughs) Andrew Luck does like throwing to his tight ends. So, I I honestly think I could see a scenario where both of them finish in the top 12. Like, they could have a lot of targets at the tight ends. Um, which is obviously, as we just said, it's not saying much if you're in the top 12, but I could see where they, they both are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely could. I do worry a little that they brought in Paris Campbell. And they um, signed Devin
0: Funchess, who's another guy. And they signed Devin
1: so. Funchess, so they're starting to get a few too many mouths to feed. True. So um, I don't know if there's going to be room for Doyle, but like you said, it's not hard to crack that top 12 tight end list. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So the guy I have written down is Vance McDonald. Um Ryan kind of alluded to him earlier saying he's not great, which he's not, he's okay. He's decent, but there's 168 targets up for grab with Jeez. obviously the elephant in the room leaving. But, and I, yeah, obviously there's going to be, there. It's not going to be distributed to one guy. It's going to be, you know, evenly distributed, not evenly, but proportionally distributed throughout the receiving options. Um, but he could see some red zone looks. I mean, Brown caught 15 touchdowns so uh, again there's a lot of red zone looks up for grabs as well and he's shown flashes he's athletic he can remember that. obviously everyone remembers that big stiff arm against the Bucs so
2: I mean just in general like his yard after the catch is he he breaks tackles better than any tight end that like better than a lot of tight ends I've watched like he I mean obviously because of the size I mean all tight ends are big but like he really he's impressed me how well he can break tackles after the catch
0: so just, just that fact alone, 168 targets, that's a lot of targets <laughs> Yeah. get out. And I mean, Brown was – I think that's the most in the league, 168. It's it, got to be. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot to um, you know, not have anymore. All right. Yeah. So that's our fantasy sleepers. To close out the show, we're going to each give a team that we think will regre- re- – uh, mm, English, that's hard – regress and one team that we think that will improve off of last season's record um yeah ryan go first
1: all right i'll say both of them all right so my regress team is the chiefs they went uh what 12 and 4 last season
0: two seed right yeah mm-hmm. yeah no, they're the one seed
1: maybe 13 and three i'll look it up in a second yeah. regardless they lost kareem hunt they, they most likely lost Tyreek Hill. What'd he do? <laughs> <laughs> um, Allegedly. They, they drafted McCole Hardman as the sort of replacement to Tyreek, and everyone's getting all worked up saying, oh, he's going to be so good, just because they're similar, uh, like similarly built. They're Identical. both quick. But he's no Tyreek Hill. You can't just throw in a player that, that lo- like looks similar to Tyreek Hill and just be like, oh, yeah, we'll just make him into Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to force him passes, and I don't think he's going to be ready, and I think it's going to result in problems. I also think that Damian Williams will regress. Um, He only had a few games to prove himself um, throughout the season, and I think he did a good job, but I think with a full workload an entire season, he's going to struggle to um, stay productive long-term. And they already have a subpar defense and there's worsening their offense. I think that the Chiefs will still be a playoff team, but might, might sneak in at the wild card. I think the uh, Chargers will ultimately win that division. My progress team is the Vikings. Uh, last year, their offense coordinator was awful, and just, for some reason refused to run the ball and refused to get Dalvin Cook into the game plan, and um, they fired him. Once, Once they, they brought in their new offensive coordinator, they started running the ball, the ball a lot more. He said he wants to emphasize uh, getting Dalvin Cook involved. That, that really seemed to help them towards the end season. of the season. Uh, they, they drafted two offensive linemen because their offensive line was very bad. bad. Um, hopefully those guys can be immediate starters and really help out that, that rough O-line that's going on. Um, so I think they can, they can find a way to make the playoffs. They went 8-7-1. and one. Just missed the playoffs because uh, my Eagles got in over them. But and and they also I will also say that they have a tough division with all these teams now. I feel like the NFC North is just getting pretty good all around. But I think that they are the second best team in it after the Bears. I think the Packers are still past their prime, um, so I, I see them going maybe nine and seven, ten and six, getting maybe the five seed.
0: Yeah, um, certainly depends on how well Kirk does. Yeah, I mean that's you could say with any team how well the quarterback does is uh, it, a good indicator of how well the team will do. Um, I wonder I had one other thing to say but I don't remember. About don't the Chiefs? The no, Vikings? about the Vikings. But, um, yeah, I don't remember. Kirk's going MVP. So. Yeah. Not yeah. Sure. That, yeah. you, say, you said that last year. You said 5000 No, yeah. I said offensive player. Dude. You literally said that, dude. You said <laughs> that Perk is going to win offensive player, and you were serious. It wasn't even a joke. Yeah.
2: He's going to win this year. I was one I love year you, off. Man. I was I'm one year mess, off. Yeah. I I
0: one know. year off? Okay. All,
2: all right. right. Yeah. All right, so my progress team, uh, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I kind of like it. Um, no, I like I... it, though. No, I like it. All right, all right. I'm explain. serious. Let me explain. Um... So, so I, I kind I of touched on, on this, this um, when last episode we were previewing, I mean, not previewing, reviewing their draft. Uh, they draft a lot of defense, which that's really where they struggled. Uh, they obviously got Devin White fifth overall, um, and then a lot of their other picks, I see six picks, right, five picks, uh, five other picks, defense, defense, defensive, and then they got one one receiver in the sixth round. Um, I think that. I, I see, see it as, like, a two-year year thing. First off, new coach, Murray, Bruce Aragon's great coach. coach. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. going to help them tremendously. Um, I see it as kind of a, a two-year thing. They're going – they went – they attacked – they addressed their defense this year, which they got. They were god-awful last year defensively. I mean, he's all around there pretty bad. So uh, that's got to shape up this year, which – I don't know too much about these defensive guys they drafted. I, I really like Devin White, and I think a lot of people do. He's He could be an elite linebacker. Um, offensively, they have, the, they have the receiving weapons. O.J. Howard at tight end. Obviously, Mike Gavin's lead receiver. Chris Godwin's great. I've uh, heard about this other guy, Justin Watson.
0: They lost Adam Humphreys, the best wide
2: receiver in the NFL.
1: They did lose Adam Humphreys.
2: Okay, I don't care about that. Um, the... Uh, the O line is where I didn't know much, but I was talking to my friend at work. Um, he's a Bucks fan. What? Yeah, um, I never met
0: one before, so that's interesting.
2: Um, but he's pretty content with the O line. They just re-signed someone. I forget, I forget who. who. Um, but in this, in this league, league now, now, and then I was uh, I was thinking about their run running. game. Uh, Peyton Barber is not a very attractive name, and Ronald Jones had a pretty disappointing year last year. But I think. In this league now, like, not just now, in general, like, you need an O-line. Like, an O-line is more important than your running back, and if the O-line can come together, which... According they can... to your
0: inside source, they are coming together, so... What? According to your inside yeah. source, Bucks fan, they are coming together. So,
2: I, I think that's something to look out for. The biggest question mark is Jameis, obviously. I think the only way I can argue for him is now that he doesn't really have, like... I mean, last year was just awful, like, how, like... There was, just, I feel like there was just no direction with the team at all. Like they kept flip flopping between Fitzpatrick and Jameis. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> he has like a prove-it year this year. If he has, if he if he does bad this year, they're probably gonna look to other options. So Absolutely. he may be more motivated. Um, and what and then? It's kind of weird. It's just like there's no one that like he, he could that could immediately replace him like Fitzpatrick. Obviously, you, you guys get it. Like it's not like yeah. if he messes up once, he's gonna like. Going to be benched for the second half like last year he could. So I feel like that could be a big thing for him mentally, which um, he so he could have a good year and prove it. And then next year in the draft, I mean, it just kind of like clean up what didn't like the pieces that didn't come together like defensively or O line, whatever. So I mean, okay, that's all I got to say in the Bucks. I don't know what else if you guys have any comments on that, but
1: I think they're going to sign Jay Ajayi. That'd be good
2: for my dynasty team.
1: It
0: really would be. <laughs>
2: yeah, <100% laughs> i from right. who they have
1: now. Yeah. I do think that Ronald Jones will do better than last year if he's given the opportunity, because he was given like, very few chances last year, and he is a guy that's somewhat re- pretty reliant on his offensive line. And his offensive line was not giving him anything to work with, he was just getting stuffed. There were, there were um, clips I saw where as soon as he got the ball in his hands, he was tackled. And that's there's nothing you can do about that. Unless you're Saquon Barkley. That's true. So uh,
0: you dodged. You're he's not your team anymore, right? What's, what's that? Ronald Jones is not on your team anymore. No, you, I sold you, him. You dodged. You dodged a bullet there. I don't so, know.
1: I think, I think he still has a chance. Nope.
0: You should not regret that one bit. Don't look back. Uh, <laughs> I sold him for like basically a third. <laughs> that's more than I would have paid for him. Jack, who is your regression team? My regression
2: team is Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Um. So, so the Ravens. Uh, I'm gonna to well, I'll start with the offense. They drafted uh some two good weapons. Uh Marquise Brown, first round, Miles Boykin, was that in the second or third? Regardless. I think it was the third. Um those are two uh great offensive weapons. I obviously love Boykin out of Notre Dame, but well f- we were talking about before the episode, I don't think Boykin's a great fit, uh for Lamar Jackson. He's he has straight line speed, which is why his forty was so impressive for a guy of his size. But and Jackson really hasn't thrown the ball downfield at all. Um, and then looking at Marquise Brown, he's also a D. I mean, he can he's small. He can take it across like you can pass him across the middle. He'll take it up the field. But I I kind of compare him to John Brown. I don't know if you guys agree, uh, but they're both extremely fast. Who? Marquise Brown and oh same last name. That was weird. Marquise Brown, and John Brown. <laughs> Is who I am comparing, um, and they lost John Brown's so. right. That's I I I I feel like Marquise Brown is essentially replacing John Brown, who wasn't impressive
1: when Lamar stepped in. Right,
2: like I was looking at his, uh, John Brown's game log, and immediately, like as soon as Lamar Jackson is starting, I think it's week ten. Well, with Flacco, he goes reception wise. This is John Brown, three three receptions, four five three four two seven three three. With Lamar, one one zero two one
1: two one. I sold him a dynasty right before that. Yeah, that (laughs) that was a
2: good move. (laughs) I think I'm. I mean, I think Marquise Brown's a talented wide receiver. I'm just nervous. This is getting the fantasy wise, but uh, nervous for like something like this gonna happen to him. Um, But I think the biggest thing is why I think they'll regress is that first off they're still living Lamar Jackson and that offense. I mean, granted Lamar Jackson can improve, which he probably will in year two. Um, but, but this this team, this team is built to be carried by their defense, defense and defensively, they best. lost. Terrell Suggs has been there forever. I mean, he's getting old, I know. CJ Mosley's not there. Eric Weddle's not there. Like, those are core pieces of defense, core pieces to their defense, which a first year without those core pieces can definitely, like, show drastic change. Like, the Steelers, obviously, Lou Shazier, our defense wasn't great, but like we really struggled once he was gone. He was a huge piece.
0: They're bringing our Earl Thomas though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Earl Thomas. No, um, yeah. That's, what you Real say? quick, I want to just give a
1: counter argument. So okay. the Ravens were almost my uh, progress team, because progress, whatever. Because <laughs> we're, saying,
2: we're saying that. I think but, they.
1: Um, I, think I think they still have a good defense. defense. And, and I think, think that they, they really, really – I don't, don't think they had much of a sense of direction last year because they made that switch to Lamar Jackson. Jackson. They, didn't they didn't really like cater to the, the offense toward, the around him like they did this, did this year when they drafted Justice Hill, Hill who runs 4-4-40. Uh, four, four, Marquise Brown, Brown, who probably would have had the best um, 40, 40 time out of all the players, players uh, this year. Miles Boykin, who ran a 44240. This is going to be fast offense. It's going to be a – okay – all these defenders, these defenders need to figure out if Lamar Daz is going to run it, if he's going to throw a, a quick route to Marquise Brown or Miles or uh, Boykin, if Justice Hill is going to take it, if there's going to be an end around to one of the wide receivers. There's just so many options they can do, and I think it's going to force defenses to stay on their toes, and they're going to really struggle, at least at first. Maybe defenses will figure out later on, but they're going to be a very fast-paced offense, and I think it they'll be successful, and I think that their defense is good enough that it can be on the field for a long time and get short breaks and still be successful because obviously they're going to have to be if you have such a quick offense that um, can can score a touchdown in one minute but also do a three and out easily. So
2: That's true. But You can say something. Go.
0: All these names we talked about, we didn't even talk about Willie Sneed, the best... uh, He
2: was on the Ravens. I just want to talk to what Ryan said real quick. Um, I think, yeah, they still have a solid defense. I just think, like, the core, like, the leaders on that defense, it may show in the first couple weeks, they've got to find their way defensively, and then also what you said, offensively. Um, Once they find, like, what defines their offense... Like, like, I think, I think a Lamar's lot of it just depends, depends on how much Lamar Jackson, like, can pr- improve to this year. Because, I mean, last year, like, I, I mean, he did in college. He was a good thrower in college. Like, he, I, I feel like he, he had good zip on the ball. And, like, he was pretty accurate. I think I got to look at numbers. But, so, I mean, if they, if that happens, then I don't think they'll regress. But, I mean, it's just, I think a lot depends on Lamar Jackson.
0: I guess that's all I got to say. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. All right, the last thing that I have to say is my team that I think will improve. Uh, I kind of touched on it earlier briefly with my thoughts on Calvin Ridley, but I think uh, the Atlanta Falcons will improve. They were 7-9 and nine last year. Um, if anyone followed the Falcons at all, they all know that they're pretty much all of their defensive starters were hurt at some point throughout the season. I think a handful of them uh, season-ending the injuries mm-hmm. – um, Their safety, I know Neil definitely was out. I don't remember who else, but... Uh, Desmond Trufant. Yeah. He's solid. But there was definitely like four guys. Their defense was
1: destroyed last year. Absolutely
0: obliterated. And
1: uh, Worst or second to worst, right? Defense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they still won seven games, which is... I mean, it's not great by any means, but it could have been even worse. Um, Their offense, they still got weapons. I know they lost Tevin Coleman to the 49ers, but... If Freeman can stay healthy, he can be good. Edo Smith could be good. They drafted Olson. Ad- yeah, they draft. They addressed running back in the draft with Olson out of Pitt. Um, and like I said, Julio, I think Julio's gonna have a great year. I think he's in for one more truly, truly dominant. I mean, not that he's gonna go away anytime soon, but I think one more like elite year, I can feel from him. Sure. Uh, Ridley, I can think think can sustain his rookie progress or maybe even improve on it slightly. Um, Austin Hooper, solid tight end, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things for the tight end, uh, landscape in the NFL yeah. and Matt Ryan, I think, uh, I looked, I don't, I don't remember his stats exactly. I think he threw, if I'm not mistaken, 35 touchdowns and seven picks last year. Look that up. I, I, I heard that yeah. somewhere. And, and I'm close to
1: 5,000.
0: Yeah, I yeah, heard I that, that one, and I'm like, yeah. that seems really good for some reason. 35
1: so like, touchdowns, 7 intercepts. That's, that's really New good. York. 4,900. Yeah, Gosh, that's, a,
0: that's a really good year. I feel like absolutely nobody well, talked about it.
1: But part of the reason is because their defense is getting obliterated. And and he had so many options on offense, or so much time on offense. Yeah. Yeah, that, and yeah he had to throw the ball. That is
0: true. All those factors are true. But still, that the, the numbers are the numbers, and that's, def- that's yeah. a really good year. I feel like – for fantasy, especially, and in real life, with the defense better, um, you know, health permitting, uh, that's just you know cliche because we say that all the time. But
2: I think what, what makes his last it year so impressive, impressive and which, which I also, I also think, think is a reason they'll progress this year, year, is the O line. Like the, the O line was atrocious last, last year. year. I mean, they drafted Aaron. two in the first round. Right. I, I love, love Chris Lindstrom out of Boston, Boston College, College of and then I forget yeah. the name yeah. of. Uh, I I actually lost some highlights of this guy, the guy they traded back in to get, I forget For what name. reason? Why did you watch highlights well, of no, this guy? Because no, my, Josh, my friend, okay. he, he's a Falcons fan. Right. There was this, I don't know, but anyway, um, they addressed the O-line, which is crucial for them. And they signed two guys in free agency to their O-line. So they really addressed this O-line, which Matt Ryan desperately needed because he was getting, I remember they mic'd him up that one game and it was just like him like, Disgruntled and like just like grunting, getting hit the whole time. So the O line was atrocious. They need to address that, which they did. And also, which I hear a lot of, uh, not I hear a lot, a lot of, but a few experts have mentioned um, since the schedule release how they're playing, th- like the worst, wh- like weather wise, the worst game they're gonna play is like San Francisco in like December or something. Like they have thirteen, a lot of thirteen not, indoor games. Yeah, they are yeah, playing a dome, and they're go- on the road. They're in a dome a lot. So I mean. That helps Matt Ryan a lot, I think. Exactly. In the Falcons.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And the last thing I have to say, if you remember, Jack, uh, for this one, I said, do you remember the episode we did with Sean and Tyler Mulroy uh, yeah, last back summer, last yeah. summer? And we were talking about this. I said the Saints were going to regress. I think the Saints are going to regress. A year late on that? Okay. Yeah, a year late. The Saints were 13-3 and last year. They're going to – the Falcons will win this division. The Saints will not win this division. And I think the Saints are going to lose at least three or four more games than they did last year. Why? Uh, I know people – if you look at Drew Brees in the second half of the season, look that up real quick, one of you. Drew Brees, his last four or five games of the year – were not that great. He started off the year insane. I think. Oh,
1: oh, I know. I had him on my fantasy team, and that's why I lost.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he he,
1: was god awful. So I'm just gonna
0: try to. But he did. He didn't he do well in the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they played. I don't know. I I, I, yeah. Wait, 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 I have
1: I have it right here. So in the playoffs against the Eagles, he had he was 28 for 38, 301 yards, two touchdowns, one interception and against the Rams in the overtime loss, he was 26 for 40, 249 yards, two touchdowns, one interception.
0: That's like that's like an average. Look at look at his last 5-6 regular season games. Pretty good. They weren't good, yeah. right? Uh, the,
1: week 17 was not bad. 326 yards and a touchdown against the Steelers.
0: But I think in the beginning he was obviously on fire. He had like 30 something touchdowns, very few interceptions, but then I think he just really kind of struggled. He um would, yeah. So I just for that reason I think maybe he's 40 now. That's old. Not everyone can be Tom Brady and play that they're 42. Uh Mark Ingram could be an underrated loss. That's fair. Uh, I know they signed Latavius Murray kind of to replace him, but I I go, got I'd, Jared Cook. J- Jared Cook, yeah. Laqu- Laquan Shedwell in his second year. Thomas in his second year. Jerquan Smith they have same thing. I'm same kidding. thing as Laquan. Jerquan Smith, yeah. Completely <laughs> different, but I don't, I don't know. I just I'm Maybe. I'm kind of just saying the Drew Brees thing. I, obviously, I don't but, want that to happen to Drew Brees because he's a nice guy and I like him. And he's been honestly, you could say Drew Brees is one of the most underrated quarterbacks. Is I feel like just
1: this year or no, just in his, his career. Career. Has he never won an MVP? He's
0: never he, won an MVP. He has uh, never won. No, not Nope. Oh, he's never won. Yeah. Wow. Well. So. so um, yeah, I'm just going to go with the saints there. I, I there's certainly, I don't think they're gonna be 13 and three again. I will be worse. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, that's
2: tough to follow up. So I can give you that. Yeah.
0: So I'm looking out for the saints. All right. So that's been our episode today. Uh, went a little longer than I thought, but that is fine. Uh, yeah. So thanks for hopping on guys. Woo. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the hotline podcast on Apple podcasts and YouTube. Follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Follow Ryan on Instagram at Ryan Jeff Two Ryan Jeff two one Ryan four. Ryan Jeff two one four and Jack is at underscore jack dot Manis underscore. And that is all everyone. Have a good week. See ya.